Hey everyone, this is Sam Kern. You're listening to Radically Different. Uh, so the last episode of the podcast was an interview with Tark Kalusi, the founder of Nomads Giving Back. That episode was recorded back in September of 2019, way before the COVID-19 pandemic began. So obviously a lot has changed in the world when it comes to travel and digital nomadism. Uh, so about a month ago, I, I got on a call with Tarek to get an update on Nomads Giving Back and get his take on what this pandemic means for the future of the digital nomad movement. All right, here it is. What is up, Tarek? Hey, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, relatively great, given the, the crazy world we're living in. Are you in Bali right now? I am. Okay. Yeah, I'm calling. Awesome. I'm talking to you from uh, just outside, outside Changu in a small local beach village called uh, Chamagi on the beach. So, uh, okay. Thank Beautiful. You. I, I still haven't been to Bali. I'm it's on, it's definitely on my list. Um, so Tarek, I mean, one of the, the reason I wanted to, to touch base with you is that when we recorded this interview, um, uh, it was before the COVID-19 pandemic hit. And I just wanted to touch base and see really how, how this pandemic has affected you and, and the work of nomads giving back. Um, so how have things changed because of COVID? Yeah, that's a really good question, Sam. I, um, I am riding the, uh, the waves that are coming our way. So basically when, <laughs> when, uh, when this all happened quite quickly, it felt like two, three months ago, um, you know, there was really no travel very quickly. And what's a nomad without travel, right? <laughs> you can't move. It's part of the definition of being a nomad. Um, and right. we were all about having events and socially conscious trips, which is all about bringing people together, locals and foreigners. And so clearly uh, we had to adapt very quickly and pause all those types of in-person activities that might you know, unintentionally cause more damage than good. Um, and we collaborate a lot with, with co-working hubs and conferences. And so a lot of the upcoming plans that I've had and the main reason for coming to Bali was to pursue those conferences and, and events. Um, so we had to quickly adapt. But the one thing we have going for us that's um, an unexpected, unintended consequence that ended up being a competitive advantage in a way is that we're purpose-driven. Nobody's Giving Back is all about inspiring impact. And because of that, we uh, uh, are lucky enough to attract people that want to contribute to us to help build us for the future uh, as volunteers. And a lot mm. of people are finding themselves with idle time and there's only so much uh, uh, Netflix you can binge uh, before you're like, you know what, maybe I can, maybe, maybe I can volunteer for Nomads Giving Back and help them uh, inspire their impact around the world. So we actually have grown our team in a time when a lot of our friends at co-working hubs and conferences uh, are forced to downsize because of budget constraints and reductions. Um, we, we ended up and uh, increasing a lot of uh, new additional amazing talent to our team. Uh, and we are, we just had our leadership retreat last week, uh, a virtual retreat. We pretended we went to the mall. <laughs> and, um, and my amazing leadership team, we are, just pivoting our strategy to adapt 
our, our vision remains the same to inform, inspire, and empower people to get back to communities um, and help solve the problem. I want to get back and I don't know how. So that remains the same. But we're looking how to do that in a new world. And so we have brought a lot of our offline events online. Uh, like we have one tomorrow where we're having this meetup uh, for our community. And um, another interesting thing is, you know, because we're a collection of individuals in this movement and a lot of small businesses that have like one little uh, perspective on things, there's a, there's, I've always said there's a lack of leadership in this space because there's mm-hmm. we're all individuals, right? And what we identified early on uh, back in uh, early March was that a lot of people were confused about, do I stay? Do I go? Is it safe where I am? There's, there's not really much public news. It was changing so quickly. So we created a, uh, a Facebook group uh, with our friends at Outpost called Coronavirus Forum for Nomads and Remote Workers. And the, the two main objectives of that group is to uh, stay informed and stay connected to be informed and stay connected. And so what that means is that there was a lot of misinformation, a lot of unsubstantiated articles. So we, we were careful to select from the most trusted, incredible sources, but then encourage uh, the nomad community to help each other by saying, hey, what's the situation in Singapore? Are the flights open? What about Bali? What's the situation with the visas? Can we stay? Do we have to leave? Where can I, where can I get um, a coronavirus test? Because I think I had the symptoms. And it was really hard to find that from the government resources, especially on a local level and a real-time level. So it's this beautiful group of more than 2,000 people now. And we have our first event wow. focusing on that kind of topic tomorrow. Mm, awesome. And, I mean, has this significantly changed, you think, the role of Nomads Giving Back in the future? Like, has, you know, and I guess maybe the question, too, is in your mind, as someone who has a lot of visibility into the digital nomad community, do you have a sense of what the future holds for the digital nomad movement? That's a great question. So there's two aspects to that I'd like to answer. One is I feel that there's no doubt that there's a need for nomads giving back in our mission more than ever. Like the world is facing a lot of challenges. There are a lot of these places that nomads live in and expats live in um, get a lot of their economic uh, revenue supporting their communities through tourism. And so with the lack of tourism, they're more vulnerable. Uh, you know, yeah. tourism dropped 90%. What does that mean for people that had incomes relying on that industry uh, that often don't have a big savings account or government support? If you take Medellin, apparently close to 40% of the people there aren't actually like in the system. So if there's like uh, support from the government, they might not even qualify because they're not in the system. Um, So how do you support these communities that are relying on these things? So number one, I feel like there's a lot of more need in the world. And then number two, there's a lot of people that want to give back more because they're empathetic. They realize that, um, you know, I like the saying that some people say, we're not in the same boat. People say, oh, we're on the same boat. No, we're not. We're in the same mm-hmm. ocean, but we're not in the mm-hmm. same boat. Some people have stronger, more resilient boats. And it's like, can you help the people that might not have a boat? Can you help the people that's in a canoe and help them on your boat? Um, so the question is, it's not easy to understand how to get back. A lot of us want to, and we want to do. So we want to make it easier and make it clearer on how to do that. So our mission is very important more than ever. But the second thing I like to say is I'm very bullish on nomadism. Uh, one of my friends, Liam, uh, did a YouTube video saying digital nomadism is canceled for 2020. 
And he's right. He's right. I don't think it's, um, you know, safe or even ethical right now to go out of your way to travel to communities if you might have a risk of spreading. Um, you know, there's measures we can take to minimize the risk, but it's, you know, probably not the smartest thing right now. However, I think in two, maybe three years, there'll be 50 to 100 times more digital nomads and expats working remotely around the world. Um, you look at what's happening day by day, there's a new Silicon Valley firm that says, like Facebook a couple of days ago said, in five to 10 years, we anticipate half the workforce working from home. Twitter, you know, Jack Dorsey said, uh, a, a big chunk of you don't need to come back ever. And so whether, you know, people, there's gonna be a myriad of reasons why people might find this lifestyle attractive, but forget all the benefits that some of us have, like you and me, where we love learning about another culture. Um, we love to try new things, uh, experience new, new communities. Some people will just be like, why am I going to pay San Francisco rent or New York rent or London rent when I could pay Bali yeah. rent or Medellin rent or, you know, and have a much higher quality life for a lower cost of living. Um, and the, the number of remote workers has increased exponentially. So with the world full of remote workers, there's going to be a certain percentage that find this lifestyle attractive to go abroad. No, I mean, <laughs> I'm with you 100%. I think that for the short term, it's like you said, nomadism is canceled. And then, I mean, I'm over here looking at, yeah, the news coming out of New York, Silicon Valley. You know, I just did a TEDx talk and I think that the, the stat that I, or the estimate that I cited was that 75% of American workers would be working remotely at least um, five days a, a month in 2025. And right now, I mean, I don't know exactly what the percentages are, but it's like if you're working and you're not an essential worker, you're probably working remotely. So I, I mean, I'm I'm over here just kind of like my mind is kind of getting blown at what this means. Um, yeah. So no, I yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be quite an inflection point. So it's a it's a <laughs> it's going to be a pretty crazy ride. Just to add another really interesting aspect to this whole thing is that the the mix of who we refer to as nomads and expats working remotely abroad. Um, I think that's going to change a lot too, because, you know, I, there's a lot of people that might say the free spirited, more nomad person might be either an entrepreneur or might be um, basically just living more for the lifestyle and less caring about the career that, that, that life is the means that that job is a means to an end. But now, like someone mentioned to me, um, I don't, I can't validate this, but let's say it's even remotely true that in San Francisco this month, there are now 200,000 more people who can work remotely who make more than $200,000 a year. So imagine now that people can actually work remotely fully at a high income, high value added, highly professional without being in the trade-off saying, Oh, I would love to live a more adventurous lifestyle abroad, but my job, my career is more important to me. What if that's no longer a trade-off? What if these highly successful, highly income people flood these places around the world that are that a lot of us are already living in? Um, there's going to be some amazing benefits to that and amazing unattended consequences to that. Uh, probably like more gentrification. and um, But at the same time, it can help economic development. It's just how you do this is going to be really important. And I would love for Nomads coming back to play some aspect of, of 
making that those new changes, those accelerated trends happen in a healthier way for local communities. No, I mean, Tarek, I think it's, <laughs> I feel that the role of Nomads Giving Back is going to be even more important than it was, like you said, like as the floodgates open, it's going to be essential that that this transition is made in a way that it's as sensitive to local populations and local culture as possible. Mm -hmm. So no, I think it's, uh, I think it's awesome that you're continuing to do the work that you're doing. Uh, and I'm excited to see what, what happens. It's going to be, uh, I think a wild ride. <laughs> so beautiful. Yeah, really well, your support and the, the chance to, uh, share, uh, our vision at Nomad's Giving Back. Yeah. Well, I mean, maybe in the future we do a whole nother podcast because I feel like this is going to be it's going to be an evolution to see to see what kind of hap what happens here. But uh, yeah, thank you so much, Tarek. It's so good to chat with you and I'm sure we will chat soon. Absolutely. Thanks, Sam. Take care. If you're a fan of this show and you want to support it, uh, one of the best things you can do is leave a review on iTunes. It's super simple. It takes like 10 seconds, um, and it's really appreciated. If you have feedback on this show or you have questions or just want to reach out, you can find me at radicallydifferentpodcast.com or on Facebook and Instagram at radicallydifferentpodcast. As always, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week.